How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Positive Mindset Podcast, where we work together to raise our vibration, lift our perspective, and build a positive mindset. My name is Henry, and in this episode, we're going to talk about how to get out of the negative energy of people-pleasing and creating a life that you don't align with. If you have found yourself in a situation where you feel like you give and you give and you give, and you're not where you want to be, you're not experiencing the life you want to be, and you might even be feeling empty because you've given all you got. In this great interview with Dr. Serena Sterling, we talk about people pleasing and how you can shift out of that so that way you are serving yourself in a way that also can serve others, but in an abundant state. But before we get started, we're going to take a few moments to slow down, zero in. We're going to take some deep healing meditative breaths to help us align on the frequency that we want in our lives. So you can pick a word like love, joy, happiness, abundance, whatever frequency you want. And when we breathe in, you're going to say that word over and over and over again, really charge yourself up with that frequency. And then as you're holding your breath, Visualize yourself doing something in that frequency, and then once you exhale, anything that no longer resonates with you will leave you and you'll be in a more positive state. So let's go ahead and take a deep breath in. And out. All right, we're going to do another deep breath. This one is all about alignment, about getting in receiving mode so that you can receive the message that you need to uplift you, to get you in that positive state. So just imagine that you are surrounded by the most healing, positive energy that's meant specifically for you. It could have a certain color, a certain taste, a certain smell, however you imagine it. When you breathe it in, it's going to charge you up, going to remove that negativity. It's going to break down the blocks, the weight, everything that is just holding you back. And then when you exhale, it's going to take all of that with it, leaving you in a more positive state. So let's go ahead and take another deep breath in. And out. All right, well, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. All right, well, we are back again with Dr. Serena Sterling. I'm really excited. This is, I think, the third time. They say third time is the charm where we're doing this. And it's been fun having a guest on where you get to know each other a little bit more and then the conversation starts flowing a little bit better. And the topic that we're going to have today is continuation of what the past couple episodes have been on. And that's really building that positive mindset. And we started getting into it uh, as far as what that is before this episode. So we're going to save that conversation for now. Um, it's just such good stuff. But if you are trying to, if you're someone that is trying to understand positive mindset or positive feelings or getting in that, you know, what, what does that mean to you, Serena? That means operating, like living on, uh, in alignment with what you enjoy doing. Um, and so when you feel like you're out of alignment, it's not always easy to tell, but it's kind of like, because it doesn't always happen like a big bang. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I feel terrible today. I mean, sometimes it does, but sometimes it's more often than not incremental. And you've just done a whole bunch of things that do not feel in alignment with your values, like what you believe in, things like that. Um, and you show up differently with different people. And then over time, you start to sink lower and lower and you don't feel very positive <clears throat> and you're not really vibrating in a higher level. Like you don't really appreciate like, the things that are just small things that are enjoyable, like a nice sunny day, things like that. And so you can feel over time that you're not in the positive place you want to be in. 
So the time one is tricky. Um, that's something that I've oddly enough dealt with a few times where people have reached out and through conversation, we started getting into why they were feeling the way they're feeling because on the surface level, everything looks good. And it makes me think about when we were doing our session, we ended up talking about my um, previous girlfriend that I had, and I don't know if you remember this, but you know, when she ended up breaking up with me and we kind of got into details with that, but it had me thinking about the, how time can be, I guess the biggest trick or trap of all, because you can slowly give and give and give into time out of caring, out of love for somebody and or situation like loving a job or something like that and it not be in alignment i think with who you are and you don't realize it that each day you know each month you're giving away a piece of you and till it's too late and then there's nothing of you and you don't even know how to climb out i'm laughing because i can totally relate like i mean um and and some people would call this codependency some people would maybe not put a label on it but um you're right. Like it, it can creep up on you. If you start to create a pattern of like, Oh, I just really care about this person. I want to like invest my time in them because I love being around them. But then you start to notice that like you're giving a lot and you're not receiving, or it's somehow uh, just not really like, it's not, doesn't feel good. It doesn't, you don't feel like you're operating like or vibrating at your highest, you feel somehow like lower and lower until one day you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> and you yeah. have to backtrack and look at um, how much you are giving to the job or the relationship without really receiving. And then start to be like, oh, over time, like I was just thinking like, I'm giving so much, how, how am I not feeling elevated by this? Do you deal with people pleasers a lot? Is that something that, that comes to you? This is something that my understanding of it has changed recently. And I'm interested to hear your feedback on this. So when I think of people pleaser, I think of somebody that pleases people, like they do anything for them. And so like in my mind, you think, okay, if I'm around a people per pleaser, that's going to be an enjoyable person to be around because they're going to please you all the time. They're going to want to do what you want to do. They're going to make sure you're taken care of and, and they're going to you know, do that. But I would then hear people describe themselves as a people pleaser. And I would be like, I don't think you're a people pleaser. Like that, you just sound like someone that isn't trying very hard. And my understanding of it shifted. It's because, and this is what I want to hear your opinion on. And if you're listening to this, if this resonates with you, I want you to think about this. If you've been a people pleaser and you've been pleasing people for a long time, you're doing a lot of actions that are out of alignment with who you truly are. And so again, like we just talked about, you're giving away yourself over time, piece by piece by piece, and you end up with nothing to give. So you might be depressed, you might be have high anxiety, you might be just miserable, you might be a shell of who you once were, because you can't even find yourself anymore. And then you're telling someone you're a people pleaser and like, no, you're selfish, like you don't do anything for anybody, but it's because you get to this point where you can't. Do people sometimes get to that like bottom through being a people pleaser? I believe so. And I used to think I'm not a people pleaser, <laughs> <laughs> but I can so relate to a lot of the people pleasing types. Like I used to think like, oh, a people pleaser is someone who's basically a doormat. Like just have, let people walk all over you. Like don't even have a say, like, oh yeah, I'll take your groceries. I'll do all this. I'll like, I'll pick everything up for you. I'll 
you know, but then when it comes to you being like, oh, I actually am sick. I need my groceries picked up. You'll never ask for it. Um, so, oh. but I feel like it's more than that. It's more, there's more depth involved. There's, there's more kind of um, traits. It's kind of like you give away so much of who you are because you want to be liked. You want to make the other person feel good. You kind of lose a bit of yourself. Um, and the thing is that I've seen is that uh, the people pleaser type tends to be very empathic and constantly in a way looking at how other people are feeling um, and then often attracts people who are kind of manipulative, um, maybe not consciously, but they are the takers and they, so it's like, you wouldn't necessarily, uh, attract someone who was, uh, more giving, um, because it's just, it would be like two, those two magnets that repel each other. So that made me think about this. So a while back, I did an interview with a relationship coach and it was, I'd never done anything like that. And so it was this interesting conversation about that, but this had me thinking, and that's the scenario that I think most people raise their hand for help. Um, If they ever do, you know, if they ever get to that spot where they're going to raise their hand for help, it's where they're in a relationship with somebody and they're giving, 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 because they're this people pleaser or never asking for anything, right? Either way, it's the same thing like you mentioned and this goes on and on and on and it becomes you know almost abusive um but i think there and this is where i want to have your opinion on and if you're listening think about this because this might be the situation that you're in is you can be a people pleaser and that's like your main trait like being a people pleaser i think is not necessarily a good thing serving others is great but being a people pleaser because you're afraid to be you honestly is you know hurting yourself and so is could there be situations where you do end up like maybe you like somebody you meet somebody and they're a great person and you want to be around that great person because they're nice they're loving they're caring and so you start people pleasing this person that is a good person and they take care of you just as much as you take care of them but you're afraid of saying well I don't want to do this I want to do that and so you start giving up these things but that person is so great and so nice like everybody would want to be with that person right on paper it's all perfect and you lose yourself that way, I could see going down that path, losing yourself to somebody that's a good person. Like they're not evil. They're not vindictive. They're not any of those things. And that would be like the worst place to ask for help because it wouldn't make sense to anybody on the outside. Mm-hmm. It might not. Uh, I have worked with people who end up in things like that and they end up with fiscal pain or they're anxious or depressed because now they're like, great, I just found this perfect person, but my actions created this relationship that's not even at all. And I've been holding back and saying things. And that's where I feel like a lot of relationships don't work because of communication breakdown of not saying how you really feel. And for a lot of people I work with, not saying how you feel, repressing those things of like, oh, well, if I say anything that's going to ruin the relationship and then you just repress and then it ends up in your body or you end up like really anxious and the very person that you want to say these things to is somehow now like too frightening or too like oh no I've like if I say how I really feel it's going to mess things up um maybe won't end the relationship but now we'll never get back to where we were and so you just hold back do you feel like when people get to that place that's something that it's recoverable Oh yeah. I know. It's just like, it's like that fear. The fear of doing something is way worse than the actual thing of doing it. But, uh, so it's totally recoverable. You can, 
I think the one way to work on it is to consider like, what are the things I've been doing without realizing that now it's become too much. Now I, I feel like I got to a point where I'm like, I can't put down boundaries. I can't say how I really feel. Think about all that. And then, you know, have a talk with the person and be like, this is how I've been showing up. It hasn't been completely authentic. I've been afraid to say something. And the thing is like, if the other person is really receptive and hears you and is like, thank you so much, it will bring you closer. And if the person is like, you know, well, you know, has a different reaction that is mm. not helpful, then that's probably not the best person anyway. Yeah. Or I guess the third option is you guys realize that you just didn't have that much in common. You just cared about that person. So you were faking everything that they were into and, you know, they're not, you know, it's compromised and you're, you're happy to go separate ways. It makes me think I had someone reach out to me on Instagram the other day and they were dealing with a situation where they have a, um, significant other that is dealing with anxiety, depression, you know, and it seems pretty extreme in the way it was kind of explained to the point to where it's almost non-functional. Um, and so they kind of could, my interpretation is they feel like they're the only ones hanging on in there. Like they, they clearly love that person. So they're doing whatever they can to support them. And, you know, it's, if I, I believe they're reaching out to me, then they know that something's wrong like okay i i'm looking for an option to try to save this is there a way and stuff like that so how do you work with somebody that is not the one that is dealing with the depression or, or is not the people pleaser but well i guess in a sense is a people pleaser even if it's just for that one person you know and maybe a little bit of a crutch because everyone else would have already bailed and left and they're sticking through it they want to help them through it you know, how do you kind of support and guide that person that, you know, is trying to make it work, trying to support the person, trying to keep a relationship alive, but you also can't talk to that person equally because they have the kill switch, right? They have the, they'll go nuclear, you know, and what it is like, they're not going to have that rational conversation with you. They will self-implode. I'm not saying that would hurt you. They'll just self-implode even more. And like, yeah, I am terrible. I am the, you know, they do that whole self-victim blaming stuff to kind of keep the cycle going well that would take some delicate communication um like it's basically helping the caretaker not lose themselves not um overextend like uh but also finding ways to talk to their partner there's no way around that um like if you're if the person you're in question is the person who's reaching out to help because like they've hit some sort of breaking point and they're like, I really want my partner to feel better. And they've done everything they can. The partner really needs to seek help himself. It's just kind of like when a spouse calls me up and is like, Hey, I need my husband to come see you. I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't like make your husband come see me. Like you can't make him come see me. He has to decide to come see me on his own. It's the same with someone who's got like a partner who has a lot of anxiety. Um, that, that person has to have the desire themselves to seek help. Um, but there are things that that person can do also kind of like continuing to very gently and very delicate, like, look, I know that you're hurting. Like, I know that the anxiety gets in your way in these ways. I'm watching all this happen. And I feel like I'm powerless and helpless. And that causes me to feel, you know, fill in the blank, sad, frustrated, like for the longevity of our relationship, there is 
going to have to be more communication. And I, I don't know what to do at this point, something like that. I think that's one of the hardest things dealing with is, is seeing your, a partner that might deal with that and stuff like that. And then knowing like the, the, I don't know if it's the butterfly example or whatever it's called, but you know, if you love something, you'd let it go. And if it comes back to you, um, then, then it's yours. But if it didn't, then it was never yours at all. Um, and it's kind of almost that mentality, but you don't want to let someone go to their own accord because you're afraid of what would, would happen to them. Um, well, we went down a rabbit hole with uh, <laughs> this stuff and, you know, almost to the point where I forgot what we were originally aligning on. But if you were talking to somebody and this is kind of, I think, a good spot to finish, you know, if we're going to cap this with a positive mindset um, thing, if you're talking to somebody and they are in a difficult situation, whether it's the relationship, a job, um, and it's truly not a good situation, meaning it's not like, oh, they're just being negative. It's like, yeah, that's a terrible place to work. It sounds like everyone's awful or yeah, your spouse is a not a great person. Like I get it. Or your group of friends or what, you know, whatever the scenario is like, it's truly bad. Um, how, what, what guidance would you give? Because I believe that, you know, you're going to be you regardless. And so if you are a negative person in a negative situation, then you're going to be, it's going to be twice as bad. If you're a positive person in a negative situation, you're probably going to stay, find the positive to feed you during that time. And then when you get out, you'll thrive. Like you're not going to carry that negative negativity with you. So somebody listening, they're in one of those scenarios. How do you guide them? What can they do to stay or elevate themselves? So that way, when they do get out, they can see the path out and then go that route without taking that baggage with them. It's a hard question and it's a good question. And I feel like you're absolutely right. Like it's kind of like, no matter where you go, there you are, you bring whatever, you can't move to Australia and think that like, oh, everything's going to be different without doing your own work on yourself. So mm-hmm. um, there's a book that comes to mind. I can't remember. It's like, you know, eight consonants in a row is like the guy's last name. Um, but the, <laughs> so it's hard to pronounce Mikael. Oh, I can't remember his last name, but it's flow. The, the book is called flow. And he talks about these factory workers that go and do these monotonous jobs day in and day out. And it's kind of like, how do you not lose your mind by just basically doing these like same motions all the time? And they had to do things in their mind of like, uh, you know, find, find the joy in the little things or find it's kind of like the state of flow is when you're not even, you know, you often get this when you're exercising, but you don't even realize like, Oh, I hate running. This is awful. Like this is terrible. All of a sudden you're like, wow, like I could run forever. This is amazing. And so it's kind of, I bring that up because I feel like it's similar to feeling like you're in a difficult situation with a partner or the relationship, um, a job, to find, if you can find even like the little things that you enjoy, the things that you are grateful for, because gratitude is like the highest vibration. I think maybe love is higher, um, but it can turn things around so that instead of focusing on like, I hate this and this and this, and I can only see what I hate, you turn it around to see like the little things of what you do appreciate. Um, And to kind of try to find things that are like, it's an opportunity. If you like, if you don't like your job, you've got a good relationship. You can look at like, what is mirroring, which like, okay, there are things about my job, or maybe I'm not, not expressing to people like why I do the things that I do. And if I told people more of like, I'm doing this so that this will help you. Like, how is that something that you could also work on in your relationship? Like, 
do you not express yourself enough? Do you kind of keep things in more in your relationships? So it's kind of just looking for how, how are these opportunities to, for self-growth rather than this sucks. I can't wait until I'm out of it. That last part, I think is where it hits home, right? Because I think that's where most people spend their thought process and it's understandable. That's what makes it harder is like, it's understandable because it is a bad situation and stuff. So, well, thank you so much for that. I love obviously the positive mindset conversations. That's what this podcast is about, but sometimes, you know, we, we drift from it and it's good to just get back to the roots of, you know, how you can have a positive mindset, what that is, how to evaluate yourself. Like, are you maintaining a positive mindset? Because that doesn't mean being happy all the time. And so I like that, you know, your breakdown kind of showed that and how, it can guide you to live a fulfilled life where you feel content, um, not a happy life where you're just tickled and happy all the time because that can exist and that's okay. And you can have that experience, but that's not a positive mindset. Positive mindset is the path your brain comprehends things like a kaleidoscope, you know, how it views things and, and what it's going to see. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have like one little bit of thing that you'd want to drop on everybody before we go, as far as like sending them on the way with a message that, um, gets them fired up or excited. It's just kind of like what I was talking about earlier of like, just finding the opportunity to expand rather than, um, focusing on what you don't want, because that's what you will attract. That's what you'll see. Like, even if you're an athlete and you're like, I don't want to lose, that's all that you can see. And so it will just come to you and you'll keep losing versus like, I love winning and then focus on that. It's what you focus on is where your attention, where your attention is or where your, your intention is, your attention expands. I love it. And that's the perfect thing. And that, that could segue into a whole other conversation, but we'll save it for next time. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a great time as always. You know, I love being able to listen and understand and be a student for a little while on these um, interviews. So I really appreciate it. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode. I really enjoyed this interview and I hope you did too. Hopefully it got you thinking in a way where you can shift your mindset or shift your energy so that way you are not in that people-pleasing energy. I know we want to help people, and we can, but we don't want to do it as people-pleasers. We want to do it as abundant versions of ourselves that are able to give on all fronts. But if you've been enjoying this podcast, please make sure to subscribe to my email list. There's a link in the description, or you can do the quiz. Either one will keep you up to date with every single episode you can also follow me on TikTok. There's a link for that and Instagram. Both those links are in the description as well. And I have restarted the Positive Mindset community. It's a Facebook community. It is live. We are just getting it started. It's a great place to start as we build this thing. It is going to lead to something out eventually, but I feel like Facebook was the perfect place to start. So the link for that is down below as well. And if you want to buy me a coffee, there's a link for that as well. If you want to support the podcast, you know, I am trying to grow and do this even bigger. So if you found this podcast helpful, click the link down in the description. And I really appreciate all the support. Well, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. And I can't wait to talk to you next time.